0: Welcome to The Curriculum, a podcast by Cornerstones Education. Here we discuss all things curriculum, plus leadership issues, teaching tips and much, much more. Hello and welcome to another edition of The Curriculum, a podcast by Cornerstones Education. I'm Caroline Podner and today I'm joined by our Curriculum Manager, Catherine Scutt. Now Catherine and I are going to be discussing a relatively new resource that's being used in primary schools today and that is the Knowledge Organiser. So this has really come about because of the focus on knowledge in schools at the moment. The idea that children need to gain specific knowledge in each subject which develops coherently over time. And one resource that's being used to help teach and and embed key knowledge is the knowledge organiser. So, Catherine, maybe for listeners who, they might have heard about knowledge organisers or may have heard absolutely nothing about them, you've just been working on knowledge organisers. What are they?
1: Well, knowledge organisers are really a key collection of facts and information that are the basic, almost bare minimum, knowledge that children need to know in a topic. They actually originated in secondary schools, and I think secondary schools are using mm-hmm. them a lot at the moment. But over the last few months, have been filtering down into primary schools. Yeah. I know that a lot of primary schools are wondering how they can use these key facts and these knowledge organisers mm-hmm. to increase the knowledge and understanding their children get from a topic. So in a knowledge organiser, you generally have key dates, For a topic. So if it's Tudors, you'd have the key dates of Henry VIII's reign and then significant people Mm. so that children can learn the names of the significant people and also the dates that they lived or some key facts about what they actually did. You might have some quotations, especially really famous quotations that are in possibly our general language in the general way we speak, but you would actually know that those quotations came from that topic. Yeah. And also, really importantly, key vocabulary. Mm. So the key words, especially unusual words in a topic about World War Two, you might have political vocabulary right. that the children can use and keep research and keep looking at keep going over and actually it will embed key vocabulary in there
0: yeah that's really in important. their minds i've read a lot about vocabulary and how important it is for children to master that because um, it helps them move on to the next stage in that subject you know, so you think about geography or technical terms for certain concepts, they need to know that as they go up through school, don't they? So it's great that that's on the knowledge organiser as well exactly. to refer to.
1: And that's the point of the knowledge organiser mm. it is that key knowledge that if children know, they can then go deeper when they're in class, they can understand more, Mm. but it's the baseline of knowledge that children should know about a topic. Right. So now we've sort of thought
0: about what they are, why do you, Catherine, think they're useful as an ex-senior leader and teacher and now working in Cornerstones? What do you think their value is in primary schools?
1: I think they've got a lot of value and actually a lot of different uses as well. I think the value is that actually... The knowledge is explicit. Yeah. Children know what they need to know if they've got a knowledge organiser. It's not a mystery. Mm. And also it's not something that can be missed. Mm. If they've missed a lesson or if they've missed a session, they still know they need to know those facts that are on the knowledge organiser. So I think that's a key thing that can be used throughout the work that you're doing yeah so they're very useful at the beginning of the topic and we've had this discussion before haven't we caroline that if mm. we'd had them they would have been fabulous tools when we oh, were teaching totally
0: for that other reason so it give it empowers children to know what they're learning but also for teachers if i'd had a knowledge organizer at the beginning of each project i'd it would shape my sense of that project and I would be fully aware of the key knowledge I needed to master because as a primary teacher we know how hard it is you've got to be sort of master of all of them haven't you so if that's already done for you and it's trusted then yes that would have been very helpful
1: (laughs) and also I think it supports what you're actually teaching in the lesson if you Mm. know what you want the outcome to be you know that you want the children to know these facts or use this vocabulary You shape your teaching around Mm -hmm. it to ensure that that is going to be the outcome of your lessons. So I think they're useful in lots of ways. They're useful before a topic. So they're useful to read maybe at home or for homework um, or at at the first lesson that you're actually teaching to give an overview. And also to possibly raise some questions from the children. They might read some knowledge in the knowledge organiser and actually ask some more questions or want to know more. So yeah. there could be a way at the beginning of a topic to actually focus the children in and get them thinking about what they actually want to know. Yeah, They could also be used throughout the topic. They mm. can be a revision tool. So if a knowledge organiser is on the desk and you're doing a lesson that relates to some of that knowledge... Mm. Make sure your spellings are correct. The spellings are on the knowledge organiser. Make yes. sure you're using the right dates in your work. Yeah. That's really important. They're also a, a good assessment tool as well. Not a tick box. I think Amanda Spielman said, didn't she? She didn't want a pub quiz. Yes. Yeah, curriculum. A pub
0: quiz, <laughs> curriculum where you're always you're just having to tick off knowledge that you know and exactly. yeah,
1: regurgitate it. <laughs> so not to use it like that, no. but to use it as something that you can ask the children to revise and look at and mm. do. They call it low stakes quizzing or testing. Yes, give yeah. them a little quiz, give them something to think, well, I don't know that yet. Yeah. So I'm going to do some more learning and then I will know it all. Yeah. And it's good at the end of a topic, have they actually learnt everything on the knowledge organiser or have they actually learned mm. more than is on the knowledge organiser? Is there knowledge now deeper because they've added on yeah to that baseline knowledge that's in the knowledge organiser yeah
0: and i think that's a really lovely part of it if you can that's a sweet spot really if you can get the children to almost be stimulated by the knowledge organiser so it's almost like you're saying a trigger for deeper learning um and i can almost imagine it being used on a display where you could all right it's on a one-page sheet or, or double page sheet but you could actually zoom out from the section so that there might be a map or like you say a quote from somebody or a timeline and those aspects of the knowledge organiser can almost be blown out and added to around them with I don't know post-it notes of the children's research questions they've got so it can be a tool as well can't it for building exactly. learning and, and like you say deepening the knowledge and it's
1: already there. They're the bare bones, if you like, aren't they? Exactly. They're the essentials. That the children can build on. Yeah. And I think that's important. If they've got that knowledge, mm. they can then build on it. And also, we've talked in the office about it will give children a level playing field. Everybody, yes, yeah. whether they've had experiences of that topic, whether they've been on visits, or whether they don't know anything, mm. they've got a level playing field of knowledge. Mm that the whole class is expected to know by the end of the topic that they can actually then use yeah, to build on. because
0: I remember as a teacher, and I'm sure you've had this, where you announce what your topic's going to be the before half term and there's... A small handful of children who will come and they have been to every museum yeah. they come with reams of research they know everything they know more than you do about the Egyptians or whatever it is and then there are some children who just have not got any clue and so you, you, you're right you're starting with more of a level playing field and I think that's yeah. um, so that's really useful aspect of the knowledge organizer now we talked about the positive things I suppose Are there any negatives? Because I've read a few comments from different people just saying that the downside of an organiser like this is when they're used as an end to themselves, which is, I think, what you touched on, didn't you, about just testing from them. Are there any other ways in which they maybe shouldn't be used or um, could you see any
1: pitfalls in the use of them at all? I think it's just got to be used as another tool. If it's used as an end in itself and you feel that, If children just know what's on the knowledge organiser, they know everything about a topic, you've kind of got the wrong end of the stick
0: with it, really.
1: So I think that's the thing. It's got to be used as a baseline that we've talked about. And the teaching and learning is built up around that. And Mm. hopefully the body of knowledge children will have at the end of it will be much wider than on the knowledge organiser. The other thing is also trying to decide what is the key knowledge that you're going to teach and they will take quite a lot of writing for teachers if they if they're writing their own, yeah. especially if you're not an expert in the subject, because it can take a lot of research to find the key information. And, and what one person thinks is key information yeah. might not be what another person thinks. So, well, can I ask you about that? Because you've just
0: been doing that in your curriculum team. You've actually been creating knowledge organisers and researching them. So what are the difficulties, if you like, with creating these? So you've touched on research. So, How have have you gone about it?
1: We've gone about it, luckily, because we've got the uh, Cornerstones curriculum to start off with. Yeah. We know what knowledge needs to be covered. But that knowledge is absolutely huge in most of our ILPs. There's a, a lot of knowledge in our ILPs. So what we've actually done is really pared down to the essence of the subject. Mm. So the key dates. You don't need every date of no. Henry VIII's reign, but if you're going to get them to understand how Henry's marriages and divorces then led to the Reformation, you need to know those key dates. Mm. So it's a tricky job and mm. it takes time because sometimes you have to find out a huge amount of knowledge and then pare it down to the actual real key concepts that you know are the most important. And it is a tricky job. I'm not saying it's no. it's an easy one. But if you think about it carefully and you read around your subject and you think about what do you actually want the children in a class mm. to know. At that yeah at, age group. At that as age well. group, yeah. definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Because what a child in year six is capable of mm. knowing might need to know is of different course, from a yeah. child in year three. You've just got to visualize the children in the class, yeah, and you've got to think almost as a human being, what do you need to know? There are certain key dates, certain key people, certain key quotes that actually is a set of general knowledge mm. that is useful for everyone to know mm. and making sure they're included and I suppose you also,
0: yeah, and I suppose you also have to think well, what are the So it's a history topic. What are the history programmes of study? What are the skills involved in history and make sure. So if it's learning about significant people or, you know, the changes in significant events or whatever it is, you have to make sure that's sort of addressed in the knowledge organiser. So really, you can't have one without the other. You need to know your project, your curriculum, before you do the knowledge organiser. That would be ideal, wouldn't it? To know your coverage before you then narrow it down into this sort of encapsulated knowledge organiser. Yes, I think that's
1: really useful, that you've got an overview of what you want to deliver, where you want to go almost what needs to be in the knowledge organiser and what you're going to deliver in the classroom. Yeah. So you might just give some key dates in the knowledge organiser, but you know you're going to deliver a chronology lesson with a, a detailed oh, timeline. Mm. But the children know the dates first, so actually then the chronology mm. is much easier for them to understand. So yeah, it can be tricky paring it down, but I think if you take a bit of time, some research, keep the children focused in mind what you think they walk away from, what they walk away with at the end of that topic is useful
0: and relevant. And I mean, some people might argue who are listening to this that actually they would start with the... You know, if they're designing a curriculum, they might actually start. We've talked about curriculum before on many podcasts. got a blog on how to design your curriculum, which you can look at on our website, that you might think, well, for our school, we're going to start with the knowledge and that's fine everyone does things in different ways but the way we've done it is we've looked at our projects that are mapped to the national curriculum and our essential skills and then we've encapsulated it Uh, we'll tell you a bit more about them later when I grill (laughs) Catherine about when they're going to be ready yeah
1: Um, I mean that's that's what we've done and some schools are starting from knowledge they are starting from the knowledge organiser so it depends what you want to do
0: actually I'm going to ask you now Catherine. yes because actually we've, (laughs) we've almost run out of time so hopefully it's whetted your appetite for knowledge organisers and I know that they've taken a lot of time and research to write When might we be seeing the first set,
1: Catherine? (laughs) We've written knowledge organisers for Key Stage 2. And so the first set to be finalised, that's actually a set for year five and year six. Yeah. So they should be completed and on the hub by the end of October. Okay. Uh, They have taken a lot of research and Uh a lot of checking to do, but uh, that's when they should be available. And then we've actually written some for years three and four as well, because we thought that people in Key Stage 2, even if you might only want to use them with the older children, when you Mm, see them, mm. year three and four might be wanting them. So those should be released by Christmas. Brilliant. OK, so for Cornerstone Schools, keep looking on the hub, but also we'll probably
0: tweet and update Facebook with that when they're ready for release. That's really exciting. And they look absolutely stunning, like Thank all the you. resources that, that come out of your team, Catherine. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much, Catherine, for coming in and talking to us about Knowledge Organisers. Hopefully that's given you, the listener, some food for thought. Maybe you'd like to write your own if you're not Cornerstone School, but if you are, then we'll keep you updated about when they're coming out. And yeah, that's it for today's podcast. Thank you very much to you, the listener, for tuning in today. We'd love to know what you think about Knowledge Organisers and if you've used them and what you've thought of them if you have used them. So do get in touch with us on social media or by email. And if you'd like a sneak peek at a knowledge organiser that we've already created, you can actually go to our website and download our free World War One project, which is called Fallen Fields. And in the resources section, we actually have a knowledge organiser there, which is a really good resource. So do have a look at, at that and you can, as I say, get it on our website. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and it's goodbye for now.